What if a play ended one inch further? A runner could have run one second faster. A team didn't have a draft pick too late, or an infamous trade was instead declined. Sports history isn't as straightforward as just stats and awards, winners and losers would make you believe. Endless alternate possibilities exist, and some could have not just impacted the outcome of one particular game, but in some cases the sport and world itself. Join us as we explore and discover the wrinkle in the game. So, Phil, can you name me the only quarterback who five weeks after winning a Super Bowl had to go find another team? That doesn't seem like a thing that would happen. Oh, but it it was, my friend. Tell me about it. (laughs) He didn't lose. He won. Mr. Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl and then had to go find a new team. The Baltimore Ravens decided that he wasn't good enough and they should go out and sign, of all people, Elvis Gerbach for a five-year, $30 million free agent contract which at the time was actually a lot of money. This didn't pan out quite how the Ravens envisioned by any means. They did make the playoffs the next season, but Elvis Gerbach decided to go out there and do Elvis-like things, where he threw more interceptions than touchdowns. He actually ended up throwing 18 interceptions to 15 touchdowns. And in the playoff game, the eventual playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which would end up being Elvis Gerbach's final game they ever played, by the way, he threw three interceptions and only accounted for 153 total yards in a 27 to 10 drumming that sounds a lot closer than what the score actually was. This is widely thought of is being the second biggest bust free agent signing in the history of football for quarterbacks. People really thought Elvis Gerbach was going to be good with the Baltimore Ravens. Ozzie Newsom was extremely upbeat about it. He felt that this was the edge. They had just won the Super Bowl. They had this insanely amazing defense, of course, led by the great Ray Lewis and what do you need? You need a, need some offense. We didn't really have that much offense, so why don't we go and sign Elvis Gerbach? Seemed like a logical move. It didn't help that Jamal Lewis messed up his knee in the offseason, but still, it, <laughs> he really honest to God thought that this was what was going to throw him up and over the edge. The screwball thing is that they were looking at two quarterbacks to replace Trent Dilfer. The other quarterback happened to be Brad Johnson, who signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, in two years' time, Mr. Brad Johnson, like Mr. Trent Dilfer, also had a Super Bowl ring. And whenever we talk about worst quarterbacks to ever win a Super Bowl, both of those guys come up at the very top of everyone's list. But is it fair? I actually wondered this many times, and I know on Reddit boards and YouTubers and all kinds of our weirdos that like to do these what-ifs. This is actually one of these that kind of shows up every once in a while. Gerbach was all flash. He'd go out there, he could win you a game, but then he'd lose you a game. And as a Chief fan, I know very intimately that Elvis can lose you games. 
I was going to say, most of what I know from Elvis is you talking about his playing with the Chiefs. He was painful. <laughs> 90% of what I know. He was painful to watch. But Trent Dilfer, on the other hand, this is essentially a Prius as a quarterback. There's nothing flashy about Trent Dilfer. There might even be some reliability issues possibly down the road. But all in all, yeah, you pretty much know what you're going to get. He was a steady enough hand in that Super Bowl winning season that even though he was not amazing by any means, he had 12 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Mm -hmm. This guy is literally definition of average, but that's all you needed. You didn't need anyone to get out there and try to hero ball it. The Ravens, the Ravens were actually winning with Tony Banks as their quarterback to begin the year. Tony Banks, man, not horrible, not actually as good as Trent Dilfer. Who knew? He got to the midway part of the season. Banks got benched. Dilfer got in. The rest is history. It's one of these weird things. You you think about the fact that Dilfer, once he was kicked off the Ravens, ended up going to Seattle and was just a backup for years. There was like about maybe about four or five seasons where Trent Dilfer is just up there in Seattle as the backup quarterback while wearing a Super Bowl ring. And people are like looking at him and just, what's up with that? That's a weird story. It's still a weird story. And I was actually looking back at the uh, the 2001 season for the Baltimore Ravens and just imagining, what if he actually kicked Gerbach off this team and just had Trent Dilfer? Would it have made a difference? Could they have possibly beaten the Steelers, which that year they went one and two against the Steelers. They won the first meeting, but then they lost the two last meetings and, of course, the significant one in the playoffs. And you also you look at the final account of what games they play. For God's sakes, they lost to the Cleveland Browns twice. How do you lose to Tim Couch in Cleveland Browns? I, I know they made the playoffs one stinking season, but Jesus, that was not good. And you wonder how that happened. Then you start looking at the stats and the game recaps. Elvis happened against the Browns. Second meeting against the Browns, for God's sakes. I mean, Gerbach committed five turnovers. You look at the game against the Buccaneers. Elvis goes out there and throws two interceptions and is sacked five times. (laughs) Yes, there could have been a difference here if you had actually had a quarterback who was not Elvis Gerbach. If it had been Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, hell, even Tony Banks. It it is a possibility they would not have torpedoed their aspirations to have back-to-back Super Bowls in 2000-2001. It was a possibility. Does it happen? I don't know. Does lightning strike at the same place twice? Sometimes. But the thing is, they didn't even give themselves a chance. They, they went out back, hired the absolute worst person for the job, and said, it's all yours, buddy, and then threw him on in and just watched him implode. They, the only reason they made the playoffs is because the defense was still that good, and they had nothing else. All the Ravens needed in the early 2000s was a great game manager. You do not need someone to win you games. Just don't make mistakes is basically the only thing you need. Exactly. You didn't need anything 
other than, I, you, you think about it, Brad Johnson would have been perfect for this. He was perfect in Tampa Bay, for God's sakes. Just someone who goes out there, plays kind of an efficient style of football, doesn't turn the ball over much, that, that will win. That's going to win a lot of games, particularly when your defense had literally Hall of Famers at every position. We may never see a defense quite like the Ravens' defense in 2000. It's absolutely is absurd. The Legion of Boom, a little bit in Seattle. It, there's a reason why that team won Super Bowl too. But good God, you didn't need it. You didn't need it. Why is Elvis there? They Also in the offseason, they made a classic stupid move in favor of my Chiefs. They released Priest Holmes. Like he was hot garbage and showed up in Kansas City and then set like tons of all purpose yards and scoring records. I forgot the Priest Holmes is on the Ravens. He was there. He was uh, Jamal Lewis's backup. They could have used him. Could have used him. Jamal Lewis tears up his leg. And yeah, if you had had Priest Holmes and let's just say, sake of argument, Trent Dilfer. But the defense probably doesn't matter. The defense continues to ride. Priest Holmes, I think, is Priest Holmes. I mean, he was Priest Holmes on Baltimore, too. He had a solid season the year before they drafted Jamal Lewis, but everyone just forgot about that. Jamal Lewis showed up to the 2,000-yard thing, and then, well, Priest can just kick rocks with Trent. Hey, we, we praise Ozzie Newsom for being this incredible front office genius and incredible GM. This is such a blunder on his part. And you wonder just how many opportunities did he actually piss away mm-hmm. by doing this? This was a horrible move. And it's all over Trent Dilfer, who is not a good player. But at the same time, it really it did matter that much. I want to know, is there any fan base that just loves Elvis Gerbach? Or is he just hated league-wide? Is there any fan base that says, yes, when Elvis played for us, he was good? I would say the Raiders really liked Elvis Gerbach. He seemed to play for them whenever the Chiefs played the Raiders. I... <laughs> okay, so so not a team that he played on. <laughs> well, the, he, threw, he threw enough touchdowns for them to technically qualify for a paycheck. I, honestly, I bet the 49ers didn't mind him because he was the backup to Steve Young before he was with KC. And usually you don't really care about the backup. So I'm sure they didn't dislike him per se. I don't think there's any real major animosity about him in San Francisco. I did. uh, What's funny, you actually bring that up. I was actually looking up uh, some snarky comments on Google, like Ellis Gerbach interceptions and stuff like that. And it did pop up that there was an article from uh, the San Francisco newspaper, actually, that was an opinion piece about why they should be patient with Elvis Gerbach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there might have been some. Which is funny because he was. That this guy might be an issue. <laughs> which is funny because he was the backup. It's not like he was starting. Why is there an opinion piece about how you need to be patient with the backup? I didn't actually read it because it had nothing to do with this pod, but I did see it and thought, oh, that's weird. Why why would they care so much about the backup? And then I remembered, oh, it's Elvis Gerbach. He's probably losing games. 
Oh, yeah. Steve Young liked to run, so he probably got injured, and Elvis had to come in a game or two. But the really stupid thing was is that the Chiefs, they went from Joe Montana to Steve Bono to Elvis Kerbach. It was whatever cast off San Francisco was just crapping out at the time, and Kansas City was just eating that up as free spaghetti. We were sort of excited. So Kansas City started off really good with Montana. <laughs> And then was okay with Bono, and then just crapped the bed with Gordon. Like, it just got worse. <laughs> Ooh, be careful the okay with Bono, man. <laughs> I've been to Kansas City bars where they have the Steve Bono jersey up on the wall with arrowheads through it. <laughs> we never will forget the 1995 game. Steve Bono, if for some reason you got trapped and listened to this pod for some reason, I don't hate you, but I sure never really want to ever meet you. Oh man, and then there's the Sports Illustrated with Elvis that it's the title is Elvis Lives and so do the 49ers. Is that the sexiest so, man? I magazine? think so. Maybe that's what Ozzy Newsom saw. The inner harbor in Baltimore had just really opened up. They, they had the new stadium. They just won the Super Bowl. Maybe Ozzy was thinking, how do I bring some sex appeal to Baltimore? Oh, Elvis. <laughs> We should bring in Elvis Kerbach and we'll be like New York. Well, because he was, he was the sexist athlete. That? He did. He did get the cover. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing the cover as this ridiculous photo where he's, he's sitting in the locker room of his leg up. Like, who? <laughs> photographer like that. that said, yes, this is what you need to do. <laughs> who was that guy? And the thing that I love about this picture is if you scroll down the helmet that's there, it's not Kansas City Chief helmet. Yeah, what it's, is that? It's not it's like even, the Vikings. It looks like the Vikings and the Cardinals had this really horrible baby. <laughs> I saw and, that. And at first glance, I thought it was the Cardinals just because of the color. And then I thought it was the Vikings. And then I thought, no, it's nothing. No, it's nothing. Just like he was. It's just, it's so weird. That there's actually a sports what if that involves this man. Not only that, but he also has the first name Elvis. Oh, oh I know. And the thing about the Ravens, though, is the 2021 season, they didn't fall completely off a cliff. But when you got to 2022, they did not qualify for the playoffs. It's just this weird thing with them. They had all this incredible talent, this menagerie of just insanely good players on defense particularly and they just they couldn't put it together and they couldn't put it together for years i mean they ended up with the kyler bowler experience and they had chris redmond i it's just a bunch of really weird losery quarterbacks until of all things joe flacco showed up and righted the ship for a while and flacco is probably one of the most misunderstood QBs of all time, but he fit yeah. the part, and I guess he was better than Trent Dilfer. So I guess Ozzy got his wish eight, ten years after the fact. Well, and Flacco is interesting because even with Flacco, it's not they never got a guy that is flashy. So they've never had a guy that really catches your eye. Even with Flacco, I mean, he's the best they had, but people still overlook him. How can you not overlook Flacco? The only thing that you can actually say about Joe Flacco is that when he came on that first season, 
he played really well as a rookie. And then, of course, the Super Bowl run. If you look at the, just look at the body of that Super Bowl run. It's highly arguable that no quarterback has ever had a better three-game stretch in the playoffs than Joe Flacco. Just, he was actually with it. When the guy actually was playing at his best, he was actually great. He was not playing at his best much. (laughs) It didn't happen, except for really only about one or two times. And it just happened to coincide with a Super Bowl run one year. But, hey, Ozzy didn't cut him after the season. Congratulations, Joe. Good job. That's interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't think a Super Bowl-winning quarterback would then be cut. Have to get a new team soon after. It's such a weird story, and it it makes no logic, and it's no sense. Even when you look at the name Trent Dilfer, like, oh, yeah, it was Trent Dilfer. And then you're like, well, who did they sign? And then you see his Elvis Kerbock. You're like, this doesn't make any damn sense. What were they doing? Well, boys and girls, they they pissed away multiple Super Bowls is what they did. Yep. It was just good for them that they had that defense. So they, that's the one thing the Ravens have always been known for since they've been in the league is, or since they've become a team is a great defense hoping to have somewhat of a mediocre offense. That's pretty much what their MO is. Ever since they came from Cleveland. <laughs> but that's a whole story in and of itself Any, anything to do with Cleveland there, there are so many what ifs <laughs> the whole Cleveland same with the Colts and leaving Baltimore <laughs> go so many different ways pick a relocation pick, it, it's like three card Monty on the street I mean, pick a location, pick a relocation I, it can't Sorry. lose there's a what if behind every card <laughs> all the damn Sonics uh actually have that entire youtube movie that's like ghost yeah it goes for two and a half hours i where they basically just pour all their butthurt out onto a video good for them and now they'll probably get another team so i'm I'm sure they're excited about the possible expansion news them in vegas man vegas is getting all the teams now vegas getting all the teams yeah and here in 10 years there isn't going to be a las vegas they're getting all the teams now good job everybody (laughs) Thank you, Rob. That was a good one. My next what if includes one of the best point guards to ever play the game. And what if he went to a different team? So join us next time. See ya.